California And Red Clay in Georgia Well, I've been around, you know, but Not one place quite like home What's shaking, everybody? It's Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. This is A Talk in the Attic, and I'm your host, Kirk Ross. Look, I just finished eating my favorite breakfast, which is a from-scratch granola bar from our neighborhood bakery. Look, I'd always been a fan of the standard grocery store granola bar. You know the type. Eight to a box, unless you're at a Sam's Club or a Costco, in which case it's 72 to a box. No disrespect to the fine folks at Quaker or Sunbelt or Nature Valley. I've got nothing but love for your products. I love your granola bars. So it wasn't too much of a stretch to think that I'd also be a fan of a from-scratch artisan, if you will, granola bar offering from Lion Street's Nantucket Bakery, which is our go-to neighborhood spot just down the street for all things bread-related. From the instant I tried one of these bad boys, I knew my breakfast routine was forever changed. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Such a scrumptious variety of real oats and grains. Is that a pine nut that I see? And quinoa? Quinoa dried cherries? Local honey? The list goes on. So for months now, at least when the stars are aligned, I've been starting my days with a Nantucket bakery granola bar. Sometimes half of one, sometimes the whole thing. I'm going to be honest, sometimes two. And with this choice came an unspoken air of pride that I was making a solid nutrition choice every time. Unspoken, who am I kidding? Spoken sometimes, too. Whenever I could, in fact. I reminded my wonderful wife about how smart of a morning choice I was making. That she should join me in this delicious ritual. But Jessica had never been a fan of the granola bar. It was too much of a risk of getting stuff in her teeth, she asserted. And it wasn't until day 14 of isolation that she finally caved in and tried a bite. Like, I'd like to think it was my powerful persuasion that led her to the light. She'd likely chalk it up to the depleted pantry. But why exactly she tried the granola bar isn't the point here, folks. What matters is what she said after her very first bite. This is the granola bar you've been talking up? Yeah, babe, isn't it great? Didn't you notice there's quinoa? Sure, there's quinoa, but this isn't a granola bar. This is a cookie. What's that now? Yeah, this is a cookie. You've been eating and bragging about eating cookies for breakfast. Suddenly, my brain went into overdrive, comparing the attributes of my sacred granola bar and that of, as what Jessica called, a cookie. And by God, she was right. Sure, I didn't go down without a fight, but it's rectangular. Cookies aren't rectangular, and it's so thick. Cookies aren't that thick. Abort, abort. Its thickness only makes it a worse cookie. It's already sweeter than most cookies, denser than most cookies. Now it's thicker than most cookies, too. Kirk, admit it, damn it. You've been eating a 400-calorie cookie for breakfast. And with a heavy heart, I admitted the truth. Jessica was right. So during our last grocery run just a few days ago, I had decided that despite my desires, I would discontinue the granola bar, nay, giant cookie, from my morning routine. When we went into Nantucket, only one customer was allowed into the bakery at a time, so Jessica did the honors. But before she walked in, I noticed a sign offering a deal on, get this, cookies. The sign for the special deal on cookies read as follows, all cookies, buy one, get one. Let me repeat that, all cookies. Buy one, get one. If you'll indulge me for a moment here, 
And recall last week's theme of precise language, buy one, get one. Isn't that how most monetary transactions work? I buy one thing and in return I get one of said thing. So isn't buy one, get one just business as usual? What if I buy two, will I get two? I know, I know, buy one, get one is just short for buy one, get one free. But isn't the free part the most important part of the special? You're going to omit the most important part. You're going to yada yada over the best part. But there's something even more important to note here. You see, I wasn't quite ready to give up on my beloved granola bars just yet. So I got to thinking, if all cookies were on special, and if the granola bar was really indeed a cookie, then shouldn't the granola bar also be on special? So before Jessica entered, I dramatically grabbed her by the sleeve, pulling her gently back from the doorway. Jessica, babe, if the granola bars are buy one, get one, then you're right. I have been eating cookies for breakfast. But if they're regular priced, please buy 10. Thank you. And if you're wondering what the outcome was, allow me to remind you what I said at the very beginning. I'm just finishing up my breakfast, which as previously stated, was a from scratch granola bar. Not a cookie. So ha! Let's start the show. All right, everybody, let's get right into it today. Last Tuesday, April 7, 2020, the world lost a one-of-a-kind musician, a poet, a humorist, an activist, and despite my interest in folk music and really my love for classic singer-songwriter types, I was actually unfamiliar with this particular artist until my dear friend Lynn, whose father, Bill Beausoleil, not related to the Manson murders, taught me about him a few summers ago. Bill, if you're listening, thank you so much for introducing me. John Prine. John Prine was born and raised outside of Chicago in the mid-40s. In the summers, he would visit Kentucky with his family. At the age of 14, he started to learn how to play the guitar, which led him eventually to Chicago's Old Town School of Music, specializing in folk. But even still, this was nothing more than a hobby for young John Prine. He wasn't cut out to be a full-time artist, no way. And that's why he joined the U.S. Postal Service as a mailman. He'd deliver mail all day, think of song lyrics in his head, and then whenever possible, he'd perform them at various open mics around Chicago. Now, my first interview guest, Illy the Kid, is also a mailman and is also using his route as inspiration for his photography, just as John Prine did with his music. Great minds think alike, I suppose. Shout out to you, Rob. Stay positive, stay safe, stay healthy out there, you essential son of a gun, you. Back to John. After five years of delivering mail, he was drafted into the Army. This was in the late 60s, so during the Vietnam War. When he returned, he continued playing open mics. His humble demeanor and incredible lyrics caught the eye of then-already-famous Chris Christopherson. You all know him, Chris Christopherson. And that's basically when everything changed for John Prine. Many of you listening may have never heard of John Prine or ever listened to John Prine. Some of you may have today to pay tribute to him. I suggest that we all listen. So that's what this episode is going to be about. And we'll start with one of his first songs that came out in 1971. It's one of my favorites. It's called Sam Stone. 
it's a heartbreaking ode to what happened to so, so many Vietnam War vets and to so many people since then as well. Here goes. This song I wrote a couple of years ago uh, after I got out of the army. <coughs> Sam Stone came home to his wife and family after serving in the conflict overseas. And the time that he served had shattered all his nerves and left a little shrapnel in his knee. But the morphine eased the pain and the grass grew around his brain And gave him all the confidence he lacked With a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long On broken radios mm -hmm. Sam Stone's welcome home Didn't last too long He went to work when he'd spent his last dime And Sammy took to stealing When he got that empty feeling For a hundred dollar habit Without overtime And the gold rolled through his veins Like a thousand railroad trains And eased his mind in the hours that he chose while the kids ran around wearing other people's clothes There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long on broken radios. Mm -hmm. Sam Stone was alone when he popped his last balloon, climbing walls while sitting in a chair. Well, he played his last request. While the room smelled just like death With an overdose hovering in the air But life had lost its fun And there was nothing to be done But trade his house that he bought on the G.I. Bill For a flag draped casket on a local hero's hill there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose 
Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long On broken radios Unbelievably poignant lyrics, aren't they? And that was back in 1971. It's always crazy to me to hear how directly some of these issues are being attacked back then. So this is an issue about drug addiction for a vet, an issue that continues today, and yet we seem to have camouflaged the issue with softer language and more innuendo, almost to distance ourselves from what was going on. That's not how John Prine did it, not in that one. What would you guys think of that song? Let me know. Prine was prolific, and I mean prolific. Hundreds of songs released over dozens of albums, over 50 years. He wasn't bashful about his baggage either. His often humorous songs regularly poked fun at at his own shortcomings as well as those around him. So after a relatively lengthy five-year gap between album releases, John came back with a vengeance with his album The Missing Years, which was released in 1991. I found an old quote in a Rolling Stone article where John said, quote-unquote, having recently acquired my second divorce, yeah, I know the feeling, John, about a month later, the song truck pulled up and dumped a bunch of great songs on my lawn. That's just a funny way to even think about it. So he acquires his second divorce, and about a month later, the old song truck pulled up and dumped a bunch of great songs on his lawn. So with a broken heart and open mind, John Prine moved forward from his second divorce. And this song that you're about to hear is called All the Best. It tells the story of John getting over this heartbreak through his own compassion and then also about finding his third and final wife, Fiona, with whom he stayed together until his final breath last week. Here it is, All the Best. Wish you love and happiness. I guess I wish you all the best. I wish you don't do like I do. Never fall in love with someone like you. Cause if you feel just like I did. You probably walk around the block like a little kid But kids don't know They can only guess How hard it is To wish you happiness I guess that love Like a Christmas card You decorate a tree You throw it in the yard It decays and dies And the snowmen melt Well I once knew love I knew how love felt Yeah I knew love Love knew me And when I walked Love walked with me And I got no hate And I got no pride Well I got So much love that I cannot hide Yeah I got 
So much love that I cannot have so often rises from the rubble of failed relationships. I mean, look around us now in the strange era of self-isolation and economic strife, art seems to be coming out from everywhere. We're getting free concerts live from our favorite musicians' bedrooms, live artwork painted by very talented artists, podcasts written and performed by yours truly. Is it because creating art during a time where destruction rules the day wields enormous healing power? I think so. And folk music has always been a favorite genre of mine because of its reliance on lyrics to tell a story and because the best folk songs often include a call to action to its listeners. John Prine wouldn't just complain about an issue and then leave the listener to figure out how to solve the issue. He'd ask the listener to do something. Seems fair, right? So let's take into consideration a few key points that we just covered. Number one, art comes from dark times and we're in a dark time. Number two, creating art helps us heal. And number three, we just lost a national treasure in John Prine last week, so suddenly the world is entirely short on folk songs. Some of you may have predicted where I was going with this one. Let's do it. Let's create a folk song. Yeah, you. If you're listening and you're a human, then you're going to help me write a folk song. Let's do it. Together. And I know there are musicians listening, Joe Jenneman, Aaron Gentle, Doozy, Carpow, David, Lynn, Sacco, who else? Choff? Super Future? Don't be afraid to drop some bass on a folk tune. Mom Malone, even? Snacks? Look, I know you've got the rat bug, but I don't want your help on this one, because as I promised to you, I've got only one goal, and that's to get you into those Danish classes. I know, I know, it's tough to take classes when you're stuck at home, but it's called YouTube, so get after it. And when you're proficient... We'll put together a folk song in Danish. Deal? But to all you other musicians, I'm working on the lyrics now, but I absolutely need help with the instrumental parts. Let's do it. Hit me up if you're game. It's going to be a fun project on its face. Plus, it's going to pay homage to John Prine, the man. I can be reached by searching at A Talk in the Attic on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you all with me? Let's do a, let's do a folk song. The final song we're going to listen to today is beyond apropos. It's called When I Get to Heaven. It was released in 2018 as the final track on John's final album. 
And it's impossible not to smile and not to think of lost loved ones while listening to this one. And I'm no exception. I think of my late grandparents. Sure, but given the tone of this particular song, I think of one person more than anyone else during this, and it's my Uncle Leonard. Those of you who are fortunate enough to know Leonard will see exactly what I mean. So many musicians I adore, Connor Oberst, Langhorn Slim, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, to name a few, posted touching tributes this week to John Prine. And that's when it really sunk in just how influential and important John was to me. Less so through his direct musical output, but more so through his influence of others, who I've spent so much of my time listening to, so much of my time getting through tough times and and finding healing in that. And you can hear John Prine coming through in the songs of so many artists. And with that, I'll leave you with this final tune, When I Get to Heaven by John Prine. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. Thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Cause this old man is going to town. <laughs> then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. <laughs> I'm going to open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness. And forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics. Buy them a pint of Smithics and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. to heaven I'm gonna take that wristwatch off my arm what are you gonna do with time after you bought the farm and then I'm gonna go find my mom and dad and good old brother Doug why well, I bet him and cousin Jackie are still cutting up a rug I want to see all my mama's sisters cause that's where all the love starts I miss them all like crazy Bless her little hearts. And I always will remember these words my daddy said. He said, Buddy, when you're dead, you're a dead peckerhead. I hope to prove him wrong. That is, when I get to heaven. Cause I'm gonna have a cocktail. 
vodka and ginger ale Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of work Yeah, this old man is going to town Yeah, this old man is going to town All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed it today. I know it was a little different. Some of you are probably thinking, well, another Tuesday and another different episode. And to those of you that say that, touche. You keep tuning in, though, don't you? Of course, this upcoming Friday, we have the chilling but uplifting conclusion to the Chris Ten Harmsville story. You're going to love that. That'll drop this Friday. And with that, I'd like to thank the Michigan Podcasting Network. I'd like to thank Joe Gentleman for our banger of a theme song. And, of course, because Joe's going to help me with this folk song that we're going to put together. I'd also like to thank all of the other musicians listening who are planning to help me write that folk song. And with that, peace out, everyone, and rest in peace, John Prine. Been calling, been on the